Today's guest is a media executive turned female founder who ran a billion dollar account for 13 years at HBO from Sopranos to Game of Thrones with three kids under the age of three. Since then, she started two blogs, wrote her first book, launched a coaching practice and regularly contributes to more than 20 publications. Welcome to the show, Christy. How are you doing? Thank you. <laughs> I, I, w- I would like you to introduce me that every morning, yeah. just like that when I come downstairs. I could record this for you and make it to your alarm every morning. <laughs> right? Right? That would be motivating. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me sound like a big deal. Wow. <laughs> You're mm. a big deal, of course. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. Oh, I'm just the mom. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Mirror Talk. I'm so glad that we finally found the time and the space to speak. I'm looking forward to everything I'm going to learn from you today. Like you've done a lot already and I'm looking forward to learning from your life experience, from your life journey. I know it must have been so exciting, you know, for you and even so much demanding, I could imagine, um, you know, to successfully run, you know, a billion dollar account for 13 years at HBO. Even, you know, working with Game of Thrones, for example, and you had three children under the age of three. That's so demanding, I can imagine. <laughs> so can, can you share this, your life journey with me, you know, leading you to becoming a media executive and now founder and the CEO of ChristyAndrews.com? Yeah, so, um, you know what? I, I was a small town girl, so I didn't really know what it was to... I, didn't, I just didn't know about business growing up. I, I grew up in a agricultural community and there's a lot of farms, a lot of wheat, a lot of cows. <laughs> and um, so for me to um, get involved in, in media, just, it was like a, I was like a kid in candy store. It was amazing. I loved the leadership. I loved um, the stories. I loved the big business and the branding and all of it. So I just kind of ate it up. And um, I briefly, I found my way there via sports because um, sports were such a part of my development growing up. You know, it's how I learned competition and healthy body and um, all the teamwork and Mm. resilience and work ethic and all that kind of stuff. And so that's what I thought I wanted to do. Um, And so I got involved with some, um, I supported some NFL player um, agents and one thing led to another. And then I found myself at HBO. And when I was there, I didn't expect to like it because the time I was pretty jaded about sports. (laughs) I thought that like, there was such a disconnect between what the app, like the elite athletes were making and what the people in the industry were making. And I thought television was going to be more of the same, but I found it to be really creative and really challenging. And it was just like a new thing to learn. So I loved it and it was amazing. So I was there for 13 years. And then when, um, I left and at the time, yes, it was a billion dollar account had three kids under three. It was crazy. When I look back on that, I kind of, I'm kind of in awe of that girl who did that (laughs) because I don't know how I did because I was traveling like every week. My husband was a stay-at-home dad. That made a huge difference. Um, And we we were kind of just doing it. And then um, I I think I just had my third. I had just come back from maternity leave and um, not exactly remember the timing, but I just... I can remember like life was happening so fast and I was just thinking, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss all these magical moments and I don't know what I want to do next, 
but I know I don't want to miss this. Mm -hmm. And so um, I left in the fall of 2016 without a plan (laughs) (laughs) and this idea that it would all work out. And um, we just started traveling and it was pre-COVID. So we took a lot of amazing trips. We just kind of put a hard reset on our life and um, spent all our time loving on our kids (laughs) and doing the things that we wanted to do. And um, I said this was going to be short. This is a long answer. But when I um, when I launched my coaching practice, I thought it was going to be to help women climb the corporate ladder faster and to kind of get to the top where they could influence change and policy and um, contribute on a on a bigger level. And as soon as I started working with corporate women, I was like, oh no. I am so done with corporate. I don't want anything to do with this anymore. Mm -hmm. And so um, kind of iterated and pivoted in my business. And now I almost exclusively, not 100%, but really close to that work with women who want out of corporate and who are launching businesses or um, taking sabbaticals or doing something creative, a passion project, or just want to like reinvent themselves and figure out what their next chapter looks like Mm -hmm. and how they can... Um, like love what they're doing again, yes, right? Yes. So uh, I'm I'm quite curious now. Like, what's what's with um, corporate chapter? Like, I mean, um, how's your experience in the corporate world, for example? And for women out there who are trying to like leave the corporate world, like, what what are yeah. the difficulties or things that makes them make up their mind to want to leave the corporate world and start something of their own? Yeah, it's you know what's funny is um, I think that. Um, it's not like one particular like light bulb moment, right? It's not like, uh, it's not when you have your first baby or it's not when you have your third baby or it's not when you become a VP or it's, there's not like a rhyme or reason to it. I think for most women, it's just that realization that like, even if they love their career, they get to the place where either they look up their food chain, right? They look up at their their C-suite and they yeah. see there's no one's job that I want, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of lost its allure. Or um, maybe there's no women above them mm-hmm. and they kind of hit that glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just that realization that I'm not going anywhere that I want to be anymore. Yes. And maybe I could try something else on. And I think... Um, you know, we used to be in a career for a long time in the same industry or the same company. Mm-hmm. And now I think particularly with COVID has certainly accelerated this, but there's just so much more opportunity to have these different chapters mm-hmm. and try different things. And you're still growing, your trajectory is still going up, you're still becoming more marketable and you're still contributing on a big level, but you're, maybe you have an entrepreneurial chapter, maybe you have a chapter where it's all about your family or who knows yeah, right yes that's true that's very true yeah you know um before we start recording you you, you are quite busy and occupied with you know other activities and you're a mother of three so that you know th- that motivates me to want to ask this question like how do you manage you know career business family and other aspects of life without missing out in you know in the most important moments of life or family and how do you become like the ceo of your business as you are and also the ceo of your life at the same time Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a good question. Everybody should be asking themselves that question. It's so good. So, uh, it's two parts. 
One part is I am I have very strong boundaries. I work 25 hours a week max. And so whether it's podcasts like this or whether it's coaching my clients or whether it's, you know, the business operations behind the scenes or whether it's developing content and writing, whatever it is, that's it, right? Like I have to get in and get out and get as much done as I can. And uh, between you and me, (laughs) sometimes that's frustrating because Mm -hmm. sometimes I want to go a little deeper Mm -hmm. or I want to spend a little more time in it. But I'm the one who walks my kids to school every day and I'm the one who picks them up, right? And those are hard stops for me and that's that, right? Mm So I I try to be as focused as I can when I am working. And the other thing for me is I I just um, remind myself as often as possible how grateful I am to have the opportunity to do both. Mm -hmm. And I um, think about that a lot in the last two years, because, oh my gosh, (laughs) you know, while so many moms were being called to the office and their schools were closed and, um, you know, COVID protocol changed everything all the time. And they were always kind of waiting for the rug to be pulled out from them. Am I going to lose my job? Or how am I going to take care of my kids and be on Zoom all day or all those things? I just, last year was not that hard for us. I mean, it wasn't ideal, mm-hmm. but my whole business is built around my family. And that was my goal to be here, you know, for them. And so last year was a test of that, right? Yes, that's true. That's very true. And I'm so glad mm-hmm. that, you know, you're able to come out of it safe and sound and, you know, still push on and Ugh. move on with your business. <laughs> yeah. You know, I grew last year, um, which given all the market conditions, I thought was pretty remarkable. It wasn't as fast as I wanted to grow. And it wasn't, um, you know, I didn't get to do some of the things that I want to do. I didn't do anything in person, obviously. Um, But yeah, and we're still, I mean, for a lot of families around the world, we're kind of still living it, right? For some people, pandemic light feels like it's starting to lighten. All my kids are under the vaccine age. So you know, we're still taking every precaution. And so it it's a um, reality that's a little bit challenging. But I think even in the midst of that, if you can be grateful for the opportunity to be home with your kids and get the bonus time and, yeah. you know, grow your business, like life is good. Yeah, that's true. You get some bonding time and you get to grow your business at the same time. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. You know, yeah. earlier you said you, you help women, like you coach them, you help them to move from that corporate world to starting their own business. And you you, yeah. you help, you know, moms to design lives that they love. Like you yeah. so that they can build a business also and set them for set them free, you know, from corporate bondages. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah. I love that so much. So what what inspired you to embark on this mission to help other moms to gain that freedom that they desire? Yeah, uh, you know, there's so many reasons. I think one of the reasons is because I feel like most moms set the tone for their homes. And when you're, when the mom is happy, the family is happy, life is good for everyone. And I think that leads to, you know, happy communities and happy organizations. And there's a ripple effect that just doesn't stop with that. But also I think that there's so many moms. So I'll tell you a story. Um, I was at this women's group um, while I was still in corporate. And Um, I was at a table with like maybe a dozen women and with incredible backgrounds. Like one was a 
neurosurgeon, like they were, they were really, really smart women. And more than half of the women around the table um, completely put their careers on hold to raise their families. And when you think about <laughs> like, that's not just the loss of their wisdom and contribution, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's also the loss of then those women aren't paving the way for other women in their industry. They're not helping, um, you know, the culture at their organizations. Like there's so many things that happen when women leave the workforce. Now we're seeing that played out in a really huge way during COVID because like 80% of the job loss is women. (laughs) And so that's going to not just set back the current generation, but all the generations to follow. And so I, I thought, you know, I can help solve for that in the sense that if they can't find their way in corporate and they know they want out, I'm going to help them find a way to be financially successful and to bring their gifts mm. forward still, even without, like, like I said, missing those moments at home. Yeah. Yeah. And so for someone out there, or for a mom out there, you know, before starting a business, it's very important to make some choices. Like, you know, you have to make some decisions. And so some yeah. of this has to do with, you know, the platform that you need to, you know, you want to use the niche that you want to go into. So I did yeah. like some strategies to use to pick the right niche for myself, the right platform or the right path to work on to become successful in this business that I'm about to start. Yeah. Um, so I think... I'm going to, I'm going to give a very simple answer to that. I think there are entire like organizations and businesses built around those two pieces, platforms and niches. Mm -hmm. But what I would say is the simple way to, is the fastest way to get started is to um, build a business around something that you would invest your time and money in anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you're, you know what you're drawn to. You know the kind of work that lights you up. You know the kind of people you want to work with. Yeah. And a, building a business really is an opportunity to kind of build your dream. Mm-hmm. So if you like know, like for me, I only work with moms. If you know that there's a certain group of people that you can get results for, focus that way, mm-hmm. right? Or if you know there's a certain part of your customer's journey that really excites you. For me, it's always the transitions. Like it's the becoming a mom, it's leaving corporate, it's adding more kids to the family. It's, um, you know, all those pivot points. That's where it gets really exciting for me because that's usually when a mom is saying, Hey, I'm changing. I want to level up. And I'm like, yep, that's me. (laughs) I want to talk to you when you're at that place. Right. So pick either pick up a point in the journey or pick something that you love to do and kind of align those pieces. And then on the platform, I don't actually think the platform matters. I think it just matters that you pick one that you like, like you genuinely like, and that you can show up regularly for. So like if it's podcasting like you, then yeah, you just got to do it all the time, right? You have to be there until people start to look for you and until they start to get what you're trying to do and they want to be there in support of it. And the other thing I would say about that is the choice may change over time. Like I said, I thought I wanted to help corporate women climb Mm -hmm. and then I didn't. But the thing about it is you have to be willing to just show up and put yourself out there before you even have it all together Mm -hmm. 
Because one thing I see a lot with people who are building businesses is they hold it all back, right? Like this, they want to do this big reveal when it's a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. And so they're doing all the work behind the scenes and, you know, building, building it all without sharing any of it. Mm -hmm. And when they finally bring it to the world, the world it's like, yeah, <laughs> because they couldn't really invest in it. Right. Yes. And I think people want to see us evolve and they want to see us get better and they want to see us um, what we're working on and they want to invest in our journey too. But if we hold it all back, mm -hmm. they can't get involved until they see something. And by then you may have missed your, you know, your opportunity to build your audience. That's true. Yes. So I'm, I, what I'm understanding from this now is consistency. You have to be consistent in uh, growing your yeah. business and in evolving, redesigning, rebuilding everything. <laughs> Yeah, 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 it's so true. And the consistency piece is, um, you know, I think, like, I know a lot of high achievers like to be very specific, like I'm going to podcast once a week, and I'm going to blog once a week, and they kind of build out the thing. And I would say, yeah, I mean, it matters what what the interval is, and what the quantity and all that stuff. But it's more important just to find a rhythm that you, that works for you. And what I say is rather than set a goal of, you know, a hundred podcasts, why not like start tracking streaks? Like, did I podcast every week for 84 weeks mm. or did I It's kind of like workout when you're working out, yes. right? Like you do, do I get on the bike every day? Mm. Do I show up in the studio every day? Yes. Do I write something every day? Like, what are you doing that you can build a streak around because that's probably the stuff that you're good at or that you have a natural aptitude for anyway. Mm -hmm. And I think um, then you can start dabbling, but you need to start building some momentum before you start trying all the things on. Yes, I love that. Build up momentum. Yeah, yes. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I was going to your website and, you know, I like the statement that I found there. You wrote, give yourself permission to live a big life. Step into yes. who you are meant to be. Stop playing small. You are meant for greater things. I'm like, wow. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a big heart one for me. It's one of my favorite quotes of all time. And I think what it means, and not just for moms, mm. I would say this for my kids, for, for the men in my life, for everyone, right? I think um, we just can get so like hyper-focused on our to-do list and taking care of like all the little things, like the adulting kind of things, yes, right? Yes. And we can kind of lose that bigger perspective of where we're going and how we want to experience life. And it's not to say we all need to be a big deal, right? Or we all need to be in the, you know, in the forward facing kind of parts of our business. Mm -hmm. But I think we kind of do have this drive to be who we want to be and to shine the way we want to shine. Yes. And so... Um, while you're setting those goals, right, and you're kind of mapping out your thing, trust that you're going to get there. And instead of focusing on, I have to do this every day, or like, I have to cross off these 10 things on my list. What if you just said, I want to be amazing each day and have like this really rich experience with the people that I encounter. Mm -hmm. And I want my kids to have a great day. And like, you're just kind of spreading light and of course you're doing the things yes. right but then like then it becomes easy to say no if like if someone calls me and says hey you want to be on podcast today mm -hmm. that seems like an obvious yes as compared to 
doing another load of laundry, right? <laughs> like I yes. can kind of keep it in perspective. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, for, for a mom out there, also, for someone out there who's like, I, I don't know, sincerely, I don't know how to stop playing small. How would you advise such a person? Like, how would you? Yeah, I would say like, if you, well, there's a couple ways. One way that's really effective for a lot of people is to just imagine yourself at a, future point, right? Whether it's five years in the future or 10 years or whatever, right? Like think about how old you're going to be and then anchor that moment. Like if it's 10 years, how old are you going to be? How many years have you been married by that point? How big are your kids, right? Sometimes when we think, let's say you have a nine-year-old and you're imagining your child 10 years in the future at 19, like that right there will light a fire under you, right? Because that then they're leaving the house. So if you're, if you can pick a future date, anchor it in, and then look back and say, okay, if I was looking back up these five years or these 10 years, what are the moments that are going to matter to me? What are the things that are going to stand out, right? And then some of those moments you can orchestrate, right? Like if it's an amazing trip with your kids or if it's a milestone in your business that you know, like I know a lot of people say, I want a $10,000 month or I want to, you know, whatever it is. Like, Pick those few things that are going to be a moment <laughs> that you're going to remember and like kind of reverse engineer them. But the other thing to do is just think about like, if this is kind of the opposite perspective, if that if that approach doesn't work for you, the other thing that's really effective is um, you kind of just imagine your ideal day. And I mean, go into that granular detail, like, who are you with? Where are you? What are you wearing? How do you look? And that sometimes can um, open up the idea, well, I want to be at the ocean and I live in the mountains <laughs> or I, you know, I'm with my family and yet I spend all day at the office. You know, you can kind of just get that almost like a um, realization that you're, you're, Real days never look like your ideal day. Yeah. And that can be enough motivation sometimes to start making those changes. Mm, yeah, that's true. Wow. Wow. So uh, have you ever had this experience before from your coaching practice that, you know, a corporate woman, maybe she has achieved a lot already, comes to you and approaches you and says, hey, Christy, is like, I'm enjoying this, my job, but I'm not feeling fulfilled. Like, I, I feel like there's something more I have to do or get out of my life. Yeah. Have you had that experience? And what, what can such a person do? Yeah. Um, the art of fulfillment is like one of my favorite things in the entire world because, um, fulfillment's a little different, right. Than like happiness or joy or success. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we can get really success focused Mm -hmm. (laughs) or really achievement focused. Mm -hmm. And it, it doesn't even like, as long as we're checking those boxes, we don't even like ask ourselves, did that feel good? (laughs) Did I want to do that? Right. And so, um, what I would say on the fulfillment piece is, um, that's an alignment thing, right? It's like, is the person that you are and when you are at your best, are those things that you bring into your daily activities? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So if, let me think of a good example. If, for example, you, um, could, insert any person (laughs) into all your daily activities and nothing would change. That's probably not your most fulfilling activities, right? Mm -hmm. Because you want to be in the, almost like your zone of genius where you're um, 
you're with your ideal people and you're contributing because you're the only one who can bring that magic to the equation, Mm -hmm. right? Like those are the things that are going to ideally bring you the most fulfillment. So it's kind of an alignment issue of, are you spending your time in the ways that only you can? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I like that. Like alignments. We have to be, we have to watch out. Like, are we aligned and people are in our lives, are they aligned to our purpose or to, you know, our ideal self? Yeah. And sometimes, um, sometimes that process is not additive. Sometimes it's like, we need to bring this into our life or we need to cultivate this. Right. But sometimes it's reductive in the sense that it's more of a, what do I need to cut out? Or what are these activities or people that are pulling me away from my best self? Mm. Because sometimes like we've just changed and it's got to go. True. Yeah. So I would love to ask for some some wake up calls or for some wake up or alarm signs. Like I did like some signs that show that I'm not living my best life, and how can I get back on track? Like sometimes you know we just get we just get on autopilot and just keep on moving and mm-hmm. and doing life and letting life do us. For example, but I, I want like I want some wake up um, wake up call or some wake up signs that tell me, oh Toby, um, <laughs> you you are, yeah. you are fine, but you're not living your best life. Yeah. Okay. So like three came to mind instantly when you ask that Mm. one is if your kids are I know this is only for the parents but if your kids are living their best lives and looking the part and just doing all the things Mm. and you're a hot mess (laughs) right (laughs) that's that's a wake-up call because sometimes we just give our whole selves away Mm. to in our parenting journey and then like our kids our kids are off and they're doing their thing and they look good and they feel good. And they're, you know, they're, they're doing all the activities and the mom is, you know, not, not a former version of herself. Right. (laughs) Like, or, well, you know what I mean? But I think that, that that's a wake up call. I think another one is if everything in your life feels urgent, Mm -hmm. right? So meaning like every time there's a pop-up, uh, a meeting, you're like, oh God, I didn't, I didn't know, or I'm not ready, or I didn't even have a chance to look at that. Mm -hmm. Things like that. Or your kid comes home and says, um, I need to, I need you to do this thing at school on Friday night. And you can't even think about it. Right. Like we have to build white space and breathing room into our calendars and into our lives. And I always think it's a big fat red flag when a mom says to me, I don't have an hour. I don't, I don't have an hour to give. Mm. I'm like one hour in a week. You can't find one hour. Mm. That's, that's a big, that's a big wake up call. Mm. And then what was the third one I thought of? Um, There was something else you said. The third one is um, like when you, um, when you think about who you thought you would be. Yeah. Right. And she or he bears no resemblance to who you actually are, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that happens a lot for high achievers because they, um, even though they're, they tend to be self-aware, mm-hmm. they can get on that path of more and more and more mm-hmm. and just start pursuing the next thing. Mm-hmm. And without taking that pause to say, do I even want that? Or does that even make sense for my family? Or does that even make sense for my journey? They just kind of keep going. And then at some point, they realize how far off track from what they really wanted or who they really are. Yeah. Wow. 
Wow, that's so deep. <laughs> I, need, I need like some seconds to just digest that. Like, wow, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, I have to say, you you asked it, you asked the question in a very good way because, I, like I said, it three just jumped off at the minute. Yes. It was how you said it, so good job. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you mentioned the second point about you know um, creating space and you know calendar and all that stuff. And what came yeah. to my mind was like, you know, organization. Like, how can I organize my life in a way that I can, I can do the right thing at the right time, you know, make mm-hmm. space for myself. Like, sometimes it's like, yeah, this is, I'm a mother, for example, just an example. I'm a father, I'm a mother, and that's just my job. Like, I have to just do everything for my kids. And yeah, there's no calendar for that. I just do everything I have to do at any time. Okay. So how can I create space and how can I organize my life? Yeah, so, um, y- yes. There, there are like everything I have to do is kind of the catch-all for everything. Mm -hmm. But I would say no one has to do everything, (laughs) right? No one has to do everything. So you can do the things that light you up Mm -hmm. or the things that, um, that you can contribute at a higher level. Mm -hmm. And then other stuff has to be delegated. Other stuff has to be automated. Other stuff has to be eliminated. Like you have to have that self-awareness to know what comes off your plate because it's not a good use of your time versus what is. And that's kind of, in a business sense, it's high return activities, right? Yes. Or revenue generating activities. Mm-hmm. In a in your personal life, it's kind of the same. It's just that your return is not money. Your return is love or your return is, um, you know, your family dynamic, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So there are things that, and sometimes that happens organically, right? Like if you are married, maybe you take some things and your husband takes the other things. Mm -hmm. Right. And it kind of, it's like a divide and conquer thing. So there's a little bit of like natural balance in that, but I also think that, um, um, our kids see how we do life, Mm -hmm. right. They don't just respond to, um, what we're, what we tell them, but actually how we do it. So I think, even as a stay-at-home mom, you still want to show them skills like prioritization and um, like balance and um, even things like um, mommy, mommy is a person. She's not just mom. Right. (laughs) So that, that sense of identity, some of those things are really important to model for our kids Mm. so that they see it, not just hear that, you know, like how many moms, I know I'm going a little off track of this, but how many moms say to their kids, you can do anything you want. You can be whoever you want. Mm. And they don't believe that for themselves. Right. Yes. And I think sometimes our kids, they see what we do more than they hear what we say. That's very true. Yes. The action speaks louder than the voice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I was reading through like the introduction of your book um, titled Exit Strategy. Mm-hmm. Like I would love you to tell me about, about your book. What was it about and who is the, you know, the appropriate reader for Exit Strategy? Yeah, so I'm a I'm a fixer. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning that if you have a problem, mm-hmm. I and say I have this problem, I need you to help me fix it. Like I just jump off with a thousand ideas of here's what you can do. Mm-hmm. That's just how my brain works. And so when I was leaving corporate, I was negotiating my um, severance package and I couldn't, I didn't know how to do it. I'd never been in that situation before. And I asked like my network and no one had anything for me. And I was like, well, how many people negotiate a severance package 
when they leave. Like it has to be a huge, like millions of people, right? And I just couldn't find resources. And so um, I ended up talking to a couple CEOs of big, you know, multi-million dollar corporations and um, some people in my industry, some people outside of the industry and some, some lawyers. And the lawyers interestingly said, all the all the resources in this space protect the company, not the individual, mm. which I guess, and I should have probably guessed. But um, as I started piecing it together, um, I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to throw something together <laughs> for the person who <laughs> finds themselves in this situation. That was the fixer in me. I didn't want someone else to be in a situation where they were negotiating a package out of their depth and had nowhere to turn. And I was lucky because I could ask those people um, that in my life to say, help me figure this out. And they did, they would read the contract for me. They would say, here's what, here's what you can agree to. Here's what you can't, things like that. But as that information I started getting from different sources, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to pull this together in a little primer and put it on Amazon for the next person who gets stuck. Oh, that's, that's so wonderful. Thank you so much for doing that. Like, yeah, I'll- <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's funny because it feels like at the time I felt like I was drowning and now it feels like kind of like old news, mm-hmm. but I love that it's there and that someone won't be kind of doing it alone. Yeah. So for anyone, anyone who wants, wants to find that book, I'll place the link in the show for this episode. So you could just click on the link, copy the link and order the book on, on Amazon. And also yes. um, Christy's website also will be found in the show notes of this episode. So you could just click on it, copy it and get across to, to Christy and ask her even more more questions. Like, yeah, there was a line at the, at the end of the introduction that really stuck out to me. Like you are full of so much wisdom and quotes and everything. <laughs> you, said, you wrote that, I love it. you wrote that um, it, will, it will work out in the end. And if it doesn't, it's not the end. That's like, wow, yeah. a great motivation. Yeah. <laughs> so one of my, very, one of my, one of my good friends, long, long friends, um, that's his favorite quote. And um, it's one of those that I find like really motivating in the sense that you get to decide the beginning and end of your story and you get to decide what chapter you're on. And maybe you feel like you're in a chapter that is a little fragile or a little perilous, right? It doesn't feel great, but that doesn't have to be the end of your story. You can be the hero. You can star in your own movie. Like you can figure out like, okay, I'm, I am going to get the thing or I'm going to achieve the thing or I'm going to become the person I want to become. And I think that when we leave something, right, mm-hmm. we're, I'll speak for, actually, I was going to speak for all of America. I probably don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was going to say is there, we're just, as a society, I feel like we're not that great here about goodbyes and closure. And when I left my corporate job, there were so many people who kept saying, you're crazy, you're crazy, you're crazy, you're crazy. Like, why would you do that? And I didn't see it as the end of my story. I just saw it as, I loved that chapter. It was amazing, but it wasn't who I wanted to be anymore. And so you kind of have to close it graciously and um, let it go (laughs) so that you can make room for the next thing, even if you don't really know what that next thing is. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like make room for the next thing. Yes, make room for the next level yeah. of your life. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah, because you, we don't always know. We don't always know where it's leading. But even when you started your last thing, you didn't know necessarily where it would go. That's that's it's a combination of timing and faith and luck and 
talent and so many things. Yes, yes. So talking about next thing and the next stage of life that we don't know about, like um, I would love you to advise, you know, career ladies or career women out there who are looking forward to, you know, maybe getting married, settling down or having children of their own, but still want to hold on to that business and career of theirs dearly. How, how would you advise them to, you know, to be able to successfully manage everything together and also still grow in their business and pursue their career dreams and desires? Yeah, I mean, that's a big question. <laughs> but um, I think first and foremost, it's the person you want to be in a partnership with, right? Yes. That marriage, you it's going to be have ups and downs. But I think the idea that you're you're going the same direction generally and that you want the same things and you have the same belief about what's possible is so crucial because I see a lot of women who um, I feel like they are almost held back by their marriages. And, um, you know, that like... (laughs) We just have to, we have to find someone who loves us as we are and sees our potential and wants to go the same places that we're going, right? But then beyond that, just from a practical, that's kind of the theoretical answer. The practical answer is um, talk to the women in your organization, Mm. right? Ask them what's working for them, what they struggle with, because every organization has its own culture and, um, organizations I'd like to believe on the whole are getting better mm-hmm. about equality and um, parental leave and all those things. Yes. But if your organizations or your industry is notoriously bad at it, you might have to make a lateral move to another company or another place that supports, has a more supportive environment mm-hmm. because there are companies that value it. Mm-hmm. There are companies, it's kind of like um, right now, you know, I, I don't know, how it is in Germany or some of the places that your audience is. Mm-hmm. But in the U.S., there's a lot of energy around should workforces go back to the office mm-hmm. or should they continue to work remotely, yes, right? Yes, it's the same. And there are companies that are, I'll give you both ends of the spectrum. I read this thing the other day where an, a CEO sent out a company-wide email, huge employer, And it said, we've looked at the data, we've talked to you. Our final answer is no one has to come back ever. Mm. It's your call. Whatever you want to do is the right thing for you. We support you either way, Mm. right? Mm. And then at the other end of the spectrum, you have companies that are saying, everybody's back on Monday, (laughs) you know, (laughs) clock in, clock out, right? And yes, it matters, the industry and all that. But I guess my thought about that is the companies who do right by their employees, whether it's moms or work from home remote employees or whatever it is, that's a competitive advantage. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see that play out over time where the companies that treat their employees best are going to get the best employees, right? Yes, yes, that's true. Yeah. It has been so awesome speaking with you, Christy. Like for someone out there who wants to, you know, still ask more questions, like any mother out there who wants to ask more questions that we're not able to ask or discuss during this conversation, what's the best way to reach out to you? What's the best way to work with you, for example? Yeah. So if you are a mom, this one's only for the moms. I have a Facebook group. Um, It's Working Moms Who Want It All. The The short link is Overachiever Moms. 
come on over. You're welcome to join. Um, I'm there live every week with a live training. Um, and then if you are not a mom, um, I, I love to get to know you on LinkedIn. I'm KT Andrus over there. I just do my initials. Um, that's the, that's where I kind of do my broader audience stuff, but I'm all over the place. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and I love all the platforms and I love um, connecting. And uh, if you're on my website, christyandrus.com, you said you were going to link to it. Um, there's a, there's clicks all over the place to jump on my calendar too. I love to just have a a little chit chat. Yes. I would encourage every mother who is listening and anyone who's interested to, you know, get more insights yeah. to get, get across to Christy. She's full of so much wisdom, so much <laughs> yeah, insight and knowledge. And I would love everyone to get across and, take part of our services and offers and buy the book also exit strategy just in yeah. case you want to leave a job tomorrow next year 10 years time <laughs> you have yeah. the right strategies to, to do that properly thank you so much christy for everything yeah. you taught me i really appreciate it thank you so nice to meet you <laughs> yes yeah, wow. wow you made it to the very end of this episode thank you so much for listening i'm grateful for your time your love and your contributions subscribe like review and share this podcast god bless you bye, bye.